Good morning. How are you doing on this lovely day? I'm Emily, and welcome to another episode of Learning About History. Today, we have a special guest, one of the Central Enlightenment thinkers, the owner of one of the most iconic quotes, happiness is not an ideal of reason, but of imagination. If you still don't know who I'm talking about, his name is Immanuel Kant. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. I'm glad to be here and I hope not to be boring. It's going to be funny and interesting, so don't worry about it. Let's start with the ping pong. With the what? <laughs> Let me explain. It's a game where you have to answer quickly and fast the question that I'm going to ask you. Mm, okay, I'm a little bit scared, but let's begin. Okay, so... One, two, three. How old are you? I'm 79 years old. When and where you were born? On 22 April 1724, Cunsworth. How many brothers do you have? Eight. Describe you in three words. Passionate, intelligent, and... Quickly. Um, I don't know, thoughtful maybe? Okay, the last one. What were you did you study? Theology with a doctorate of philosophy. Wow, I'm surprised. That was really good. <laughs> Obviously, I'm Kant. I'm sorry, Mr. Kant. Okay, now let's get serious. Oh, okay. I want to know about how do you explain space and time? Mm, that is a really good question. I believe that the space and time are the pure, a priority forms of sensible intuition. Intuition is contrast with the conceptualization performed by the understanding and involves the way in which we passively receive data, show sensibility. Sensation itself is the matter of intuition, but its form lies in us as the way in which this data is organized. Okay, let me see if I understand. It's like a space and time do not exist objectively, independent of us, and that they are added by our minds to our perceptions. Exactly. Oh, I never said it that way. That was really interesting. Next question. Can you explain us about the moral law? It's a little bit complicated. Trust me, I have time. Okay. I call it categorical imperative. Morality is derived from rationality, and all moral judgments are rationality supported. What is right is right, and what is wrong is wrong. There is no gray area. Human beings are obligated to follow this imperative unconditionality if they are to claim to be moral. But... I love gray. But in life, gray doesn't exist. But sometimes a little bit of gray in life doesn't hurt anyone. Let me explain in another way. Okay. We all know the experience. We are sometimes we change direction, not because we decide to act in that way, but in spite of our desires to act in opposite way. 
Okay, I understand your point and it was a good explanation, but I still love gray. Why are you so stubborn? I'm not a stubborn, I'm just like gray. Okay, but I win. Okay, let's stop talking about colors before we start to fight. So, next question. Can you explain to us this quote? Innocence is a splendid thing, only has the misfortune not to keep very well and not to be easily misled. Mm, I believe that because of its relative simplicity and because it is grounded in reason, which every person possesses, each person already possesses the capability for moral action. Philosophy does not need to teach people to be moral. Rather, philosophy acts as more of a corrective so that people can consult it to make certain that they aren't misleading themselves and confusing their inclinations for objective moral judgments. So, I think we can end with this great explanation of this beautiful quote. Thank you for coming. It was really interesting to know more about you and, and make us understand the way you see things. I hope everyone enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. Thank you for inviting me. It was nice to be here. And I hope I can have another chat with you. It was a pleasure to have you here. See you all in another episode of Learning About History. Have a great day and goodbye.